Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hey there, and welcome. It's Mike Williams with Genesis. Um, Glad you're back here with us at our podcast, Investor Insights. Uh, Today, we're going to call this one Out on a Limb. You know, and it's kind of a sensation uh, that I've sort of been picking up from clients and people I speak with and people I meet with. I did a a road trip last week to New York City to see uh, clients and such, and there seems to be a a theme out there, a feeling of, you know, kind of like walking in quicksand. It's this feeling that we're way, way out on this limb and it's going to snap off at any time. Uh, you know, that happens a lot uh, when we are dealing with all-time new highs in markets. Uh, you, you can imagine how that must have felt in, say, I don't know, 1983 when I was brand new and the business had been in in a year and there we were almost every month hitting a new high, uh, you know, but the Dow was at like 1,070 or – 1,104. Imagine for a moment what it must have felt like to think of 1,200 on the Dow when you'd never seen anything like it. Uh, Imagine the feeling of being way out there on this limb that you've never experienced before and certain at any bad headline it was just going to snap off and this black hole was going to swallow you up. I, I call it altitude sickness. You know, we we tend to, in our minds, want to, I guess, feel like we control things. Uh, it, it's the way we work in all parts of life, I suppose, uh, but especially in the markets. You know, clients uh, and investors around the world uh, always want to have this sensation that it's all under control. Uh, And the more they feel like it's under control, the more confident they become and the less they perceive risk or the less concerned they become of risk and and the more clear the future appears, you know, all of which is just, you know, mind games that we play on ourselves. Uh, But I would say this, you know, here we are. Uh, once again at new highs. Uh, obviously, data in recent weeks has been tepid, uh, uh, in some cases perceived as negative. And of course, the, the moment you get anything negative, the immediate media sensation is, oh, well, here it is. This is, this is where the limb snaps off and swallows us up. Well, here's the thing about secular bull markets. Uh, When you look at the past, um, while it does not warrant any expectation of the future uh, because no one knows the future, what we can learn is that if indeed uh, we are in a secular bull market as we suspect we are, um, they go on for long periods of time. And during that lengthy period, there are sub-periods within that 15 or 20 year time span 
that can last for many months, in fact, sometimes entire years, where in a secular bull market, very little headway will be made. Um, you'll get what is considered a tight trading range. Nothing big will happen to the downside and almost in a boring and frustrating sense, nothing big will happen to the upside. But uh, history reminds us uh, that the, the, the problem with secular bull markets is they're born in the middle of the worst of times. They're, they begin, their seeds are are enriched during the darkest of moments, the periods that are sometimes the most painful and etch in the deepest fears such that even as recovery takes hold and a new growth cycle begins and the things we hear to refer to as green shoots, positive signs uh, that the darkness of the future is maybe not all that dark after all, um, it is those periods that cause so many to miss what a secular bull market becomes because they are so afraid, because that fear was so deeply etched. And strangely enough, the deeper the fears, the more volatile the downtime that births just prior to birthing a bull market, uh, the deeper that is, the longer the masses will miss the recovery. Now, we've talked about it in another podcast, but, um, uh, you know, these, these things seem backward, but they are indeed historically supported. I remember in the 82 to 2000 bull market, you know, we got interrupted by several things. Um, we got interrupted by a couple recessions. We got interrupted by the October 19th uh, 1987 market crash, you know, the worst day in the market's history. Um, it was erased in less than a year. Uh, and of course, imagine for a moment if you turn your mind off to risking in the stock market um, when the market crashed on October 19th, 1987. Imagine for a second thinking that was it at Dow 1721. Even before the day it crashed, imagine thinking that that high of 2,217 was it. I would never invest again. Imagine missing a multiple of eight times even since then. Even if you bought the day before the crash. Even if you bought literally the Friday before Black Monday. You would have missed eight times your money. Plus, of course, the compounding effect. So I guess what I'm trying to express here is this out-on-a-limb feeling is normal. It is what happens. It is a part of a process where growth is indeed happening, but we are so afraid of the past and we are so freshly fearful of the pain of the most recent negative events that we block out all the positives. We only pay attention to the negatives. Our mind only accepts what supports our deepest fear. Because if I tell you everything is going to be okay and you're terrified, you're really not going to put a lot of weight into my statement. Um, interestingly enough, even uh, with the latest uh, slowdown suggested again in the uh, 
GDP data. Uh, by the way, as a special note, I suspect in the next few quarters to say a year down the road, we're going to look back on much of the data we've looked over the last many, many years. And the Fed is probably going to have to accept that we're not really capturing the data, so to speak, uh, because our economy has changed. You know, the, the Fed and various public agencies use the very same processes to capture and project growth as they did decades ago. Now, you can imagine businesses have changed over the last five or six decades, and processes have changed, and reporting has changed, and the way businesses expand has changed, yet the way we report hasn't. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this feeling of being out on a limb because things are quote-unquote slowing down, sure, it's seasonal. There are parts of the year, every year, that are slower than other parts. And if you have an impact of a flood or a natural disaster or inches and feet of snow in many part, parts of the country, I mean, look, those are um, items that affect outcomes, but they're short-term events. They don't end secular bull markets. Um, the bigger picture is this, and, and this is really what we need to sort of uh, center our minds around as long-term investors. Look, here's the weird part about being afraid of new highs and that feeling, that sensation of certainly the next step you take forward is going to be right off the edge of a cliff. I, I likened it the other day to a, a gentleman I was speaking with at a big pension fund. I said, you know, you know what this feels like? I said, it's, it's like this. And I described this very same sensation in 1983 <laughs> uh, at Dow 1100. And here's what I described. I, I said to him, I said, look, you know what it's like? It's like putting a blindfold on and being put on a trail at the rim of the Grand Canyon in the middle of the night and then saying, let's walk across this trail. The feeling we would get is that we wouldn't know if the next footprint is indeed right off the edge of the cliff and plummeting into the Grand Canyon. That's the trick our mind plays on us when markets are at new highs, that feeling that the very next moment is it because we can't see the future and we can't control the future and that makes people generally uncomfortable. But here's the deal. You know, we are six years, two months, and three weeks removed from one of the most significant financial debacles of our lifetimes. You know, 2008 and nine were horrible periods for many, many investors. Uh, it's something many of us won't forget. Uh, the world came to a halt with barely a heartbeat. The last negatives flooded the minds of all alive, and the experts flocked to save the patient. The following four years were the first stages of what we call the recovery. The last two years have been the start of what we believe is the new and early stages of a secular bull market. But here's the tough part. Uh, a review of secular bull market structure will show you that it's perfectly normal for extended periods of what feels like walking in quicksand. And I would argue the last six or seven months uh, have felt exactly like that. 
we have had that feeling repeatedly. Those periods are periods of digestion. It's a time where the market is taking in all the data, reacting to all emotions, and washing out what are often referred to as weak hands. You know, I tell everyone that corrections or trade ranges or very lengthy periods of going nowhere is really the market's posture of of handing uh, stocks from or taking stocks from weak hands and handing them to long-term investors. Um, that's the way these periods work. Uh, well, what does that mean? Uh, it goes back to the feeling that you're going to fall off this thing at any moment. But remember, the feeling, the feeling that you have is, is a mind game. And what it does is, unfortunately, and the data continue to prove this, even as we speak, uh, new records are being hit of money flowing into bond funds. Can you imagine that? A, a fund with data that's earning, I don't know, 1% or 2%, assuredly unable to repeat the years past where interest rates were falling from 15% down to 2 and eventually 0 Now, you can't repeat that. Mathematically, it is impossible to repeat the record that is causing so many people to feel comfortable with bonds and terrified of stocks. But that's a, a whole other story. The, the point is the feeling of falling off the cliff or breaking uh, or, 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 or snapping the limb that we feel like we're out on, that feeling tends to keep the crowd looking for safety by tricking their minds into the idea that it will all end badly. They're tricked into staying into what's safe, uh, only to find out later years that instead they were leaping from the frying pan into the fire. You've heard it here before. One cannot get to second base without their, with their foot firmly planted on first, and that's what people do in the markets. They think they can stay safe and somehow get ahead. Uh, getting ahead is indeed wrapped up into the definition of taking risk, and they are intertwined to a point where you can't get one without the other. That's a reality we all eventually have to accept. It is, it is these waves of change we are experiencing, the journey itself through the difficult times, which brings us the opportunity to build wealth over time. Uh, Long-term investors eventually learn this difficult but steady lesson, and the, the better investors learn it early on. In order to build significant wealth over time, we find we must travel through the parts of the path, all parts of the path, even the tough spots. Indeed, especially the tough spots must be traveled in order to get to the biggest opportunities. So here we are on the edge of summer. The slowdown is ahead. The patient's testing waters are ahead. Summer doldrums are nearing the port, if you will. But they're the same waters every summer, so do not fret. Sure, there may be sensations of feeling like these record highs can't last, but remember, they thought that at Dow 1,000 and 2,000 and 3,000 and 4,000 and 10,000. They thought that all the way up to now, over 18,000. And I suspect when we're speaking to our kids in many years, 
and the Dow is maybe into six figures instead of five, uh, we're going to be laughing at the idea that we were scared of Dow 18,000 because it felt like we were out on a limb and it was going to snap off at any moment. It, it'll be as comical as talking today to someone who was afraid of Dow 3000 back in the 80s. Uh, can you imagine that? I suspect some of us may have even been afraid of Dow 3000 because, of course, until then we had never seen it before. But here's the deal. Here's the most exciting part. If you are afraid, you're not alone. In fact, the latest sentiment data from AAII is a staggering piece of information indeed. Here we are at record highs, and yet nearly three in four investors in this survey feel either nervous, concerned about a correction, or outright bearish about the stock market. Uh, I would have to attest to you that that reading, for example, that 25% bullish reading, to be exact, it's 252 meaning the other three out of four aren't bullish, that very same reading was present in early 2013, early 2012, early 2010, and strangely enough, is less than 3% away from the way it felt in this very same crowd in March of 2009, 11,000 Dow points ago. So let's revisit the title again, Out on a Limb. It's a normal feeling. It's the way secular bull markets work. So as we enter the summer doldrums, let's pray for a correction. Let's pray for a setback. Strangely enough, let's pray for it to feel scary again because that indeed is where we get our best opportunities. As long-term investors, remember the rule at hand. In order to gain the wealth we will build over time, we must travel through every part of the path, the good and the bad, the fun and the scary, the fearful, the dark moments, the cloudy future ahead, and even those strange periods where we become psychic and we think the future is clear. It's all part of building wealth over time. So don't fear that feeling of being out on a limb. So we hope you join us in our next episode. Until then, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Have a great day.